Welcome to the Business Intuition Podcast, the place where you can learn to trust your intuition to make business decisions without having to meditate for hours, wear crystals, or give up on coffee or wine. You don't have to leave your IQ at the door. Embrace intuitive intelligence to create a business that lights you up and finally experience the success that you deserve. Good morning, everyone. I'm back for another episode of the Intuitive Revolution in Business. And this week, we are going to review a book called Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. Now, this is a classic in terms of writing copy and messaging in business. And I was really, really excited to go into the um, depth of the book and applying it to my business. So this episode is going to be about the book review, but also how to apply it, because there are so many books that you can read. If you don't apply them, then it's pretty much a waste of your time. So I hope this is going to inspire you to go along and apply all the principles um, that I'm going to sum up in this episode um, to further your business. Because what happens is messaging is probably one of the most important aspects of selling. If you get your message right, then your clients will want to work with you. But if you don't, it doesn't matter how good your product is they won't purchase from you. And this is, um, I'm going to say, this is the sad truth. It's not sad. It's just that we need to learn how to do this. Okay. Book starts with the premise that pretty websites don't sell things. It is words that sell things. And clarifying your message is key in order for you to sell. Okay. I have actually made that mistake myself so many times. And in fact, if I, if I remember my very first website, it was an absolute horror in that respect. I talked about everything that I could do. I talked about myself a lot. And I, um, I was lucky enough to come across my first business mentor that actually explained to me and showed me that nobody cared about me that actually uh, clients only care about themselves when they come on your website. So they want to know what's in it for them. Okay, so that's the basics. That's the starting point of this entire episode. But now let's look at how we can uh, magnify that. And the reason why I love this book so much is that it's built on the basics of storytelling. And being an author myself, including Uh, uh, an author of a novel. Um, I know how good story um, sell. And I know how important it is to understand all the elements of story in order for you to sell to your clients. Okay, so let's get started. So the story brand framework has seven parts. It's like a formula. And if you are interested in finding out more, there is actually a website that you can go to where you can fill in all these templates for free. So quite simply, it's called mystorybrand.com. Okay. And he talks about having a very strong formula and we will break it down. 
so that you put everything in order so that your customer doesn't have to use um, any brain power to understand what you do. And this is really, really important. We have to keep things simple. But simplicity is actually a lot harder than we think. Um, simplicity is the ultimate mastery. So we've got to become very, very clear about what we stand for, what we offer, what kind of transformation um, our clients go through. And I'm not going to lie to you, this is not easy work. It's taken me years to come to the point of clarity that I'm at now. And sometimes people wonder, you know, they, they assume that you've been clear all along. That's not true. You need to start business long before you're clear on these things. And then you refine as you go along. But one thing that's been very clear for me, um, especially recently, is that I'm here to help people get that clarity about what their business is supposed to be like by using their intuition, their gut feeling, okay? And to make sense of everything because there's millions of ways you can do business, but it's only your intuition that's gonna tell you which way is the right one for you. Or even if you were going to embrace a particular um, coach's, um, I suppose, formula, then you still need to make sure that everything in that formula sits well with you. And this is where intuition um, comes to bring a really big piece <clears throat> into your business that can save you a lot of rabbit holes, shiny objects, uh, fear of missing out, and also going down the wrong route. And of course, I always say, and I don't know if I've mentioned this in this podcast before, that intuition is like a satellite navigation system. So even if you go in the wrong direction, your intuition will tell you and then you can redirect, okay? We can always redirect our business. We can always redirect what we do, course correct, whatever you want to call it. But wouldn't it be lovely if we could just be on course and take the easiest route from A to B and the route that's the most fun and the most enjoyable. And I guess that's where my business comes in, okay? So um, Donald Miller starts by telling uh, about the top two marketing mistakes that people make. And he says, one is the first one, sorry, is to fail to focus on an offer that will help people survive, thrive, be accepted, find love, or achieve a dream, okay? So there are a, a limited number of things that people want, and if you don't offer what they want, then you're already missing a big piece. So my business helps people thrive, not survive, thrive on their terms um, with as little effort as possible put into it. That doesn't mean that you don't work at all, but it means that whatever you do, you know, it's the Pareto principle of 20% of what you do give you 80% of results. You want to focus on these 20%. That's, that's what I, I stand for. And he gives an example that I found really, really good. You know, if you were in a ballroom and there was a big party or big event going on, um, and there's a certain number of chairs in, in the room, and there's a, a certain number of, of exits, you know, safety exits, you wouldn't care about how many chairs are in the room, but you would immediately spot the exits because that's important to you. You want to know, 
how do I get out if there's a problem? Whereas you really can't care about the chairs. And most people, when they do marketing, talk about the chairs instead of talking about the exits, which are the most important thing. I thought that was a really good concept to bring it home. Okay. So, and that's something I've heard again and again from marketers. Noise is your enemy. If you can confuse your client, and that's the, the top mistake number two, if you confuse your client, if you're not clear or if you're too complicated, people will tune away and leave and leave your website or leave whatever you're doing. OK, so everything that you say needs to make sense. It needs also to make sure who the hero is. And we'll get into that in a few seconds. So basically what you want to do is to keep cutting away from your message until it reaches that simplicity that makes it pristine, that makes it laser clear, and that people can remember you right away for what you say you do, okay? So my message is now that I support brilliant entrepreneurs create success on their terms without having to meditate for hours, wear crystals, or give up on coffee or wine. Now, I think that's a pretty clear message because um, I've been identifying through working through this book, the biggest fears of my clients. And the biggest fear of my clients is that they're going to have to give up on some sort of enjoyment in their lives or that they're going to have to be a different person than they want to be, or that they will have to somehow ignore their business acumen and, and um, go, go woo. And that's absolutely not the case. Um, and I think I'm quite different in that way from other intuitive um, teachers. The premise from Donald's book is that story is the best weapon against noise. It creates music, okay? So he goes into quite a lot of um, brands, but also um, stories, films. He mentions Star Wars a lot and Apple, obviously, because... Um, Apple did um, a huge um, uh, story brand coup in a way um, long before Donald was teaching what he did because instead of selling computers and instead of counting the chairs of computers um, that is to say telling you about all the um, technical aspects of their computers you know how much capacity this that and the other I don't even know the words myself so that goes to show why I'm, I'm such an Apple girl and an Apple fan but so and what they sold was think different okay and and they never featured their computers on their adverts and that was a stark um difference from all their competitors because in the times when Apple started to appear on the scenes computers were only um purchased by companies um I actually still remember the time when they were like big big um uh, cabinets full of of these computing bits that you, you had a computer room and then you had monitors that were connected to the computer room the the personal computer didn't exist at all so what Apple did was to turn the customer into the hero. And, and Apple was here just to supply a tool for the hero um, to be creative. And that was genius. So there's seven basic elements to Donald Miller's um, story brand framework. And I'm going to list them quickly, but then we'll go a little bit more into depth into each of them. So the basic plot is that there is a hero and the hero is the customer. The hero is not you. So you need to change your entire website, copy, emails, everything else to make it about them. 
the hero has a problem and there's only three types of problem, external, internal, or philosophical. Uh, a guide comes into the hero's life and gives them a plan. The guide is you as a professional. Uh, the plan will get the job done. So it will resolve the problem that the hero has. And you need to have a call to action, basically asking your clients to invest in your services in order to do two things. Avoid failure. So you need to be clear about what failure um, is at stake for them if they don't do business with you. And then the success is you're going to describe how they're going to feel if they work with you and complete their hero's journey, basically. And this follows exactly almost to the point, the, the basic plot and arc of development that most, um, most authors use, whether they are um, novel writers or whether they're screenwriters. This is the basic. There's a hero, the hero is facing a problem, and the hero needs a guide, and then there's something that happens, there's a plan to action, and at the end of the, the whole journey, the hero is transformed, okay? So the very first questions you, you want to ask is, um, there are three of them. What does the hero want? What or who is in the way? And what will the hero's life look like if they get what they want, okay? And then you need to apply that to your customers, your clients. Right, so that was the first part of the book. The second part of the book is the story brand in action. So it's going to uh, identify all those seven elements and give you enough um, meat behind each of them so that you can refine your offer. So we start with a character. Um, I know, for example, that my ideal clients want success on their terms. They've had success on other people's terms, just as I have. Like I was a very successful international business lawyer, but it didn't work for me because towards the end of my career, I couldn't combine this success with being the mother that I wanted to be. So I had to sacrifice something. And that something would have been as well my health because of all the stress that I experienced in my job. So my ideal customer has experienced success in, at the hands of other people or on other people's terms, and they want success on their terms. Okay. They don't want to copy and paste someone else's formula to do business. They might have special need kids or they might home educate. They might have a day job and want to build their business on the side. Or it could be that they're spiritual and so they can't really fit in the regular business model. And I have had a lot of clients like that, actually, uh, because um, they don't think and look in the same way as traditional entrepreneurs look at business. Or maybe they have a health condition. So these are all the, the, the things that my ideal client might be going through. And that's why they want business. They want success on their terms. Okay. So what is the problem? This is um, the second element of the story brand in action. So every, every story has a villain, whether it's an inner villain or an out, outer villain. And in my case, in my business, my client has problems with shiny objects, 
I don't know if you've heard about the shiny object syndrome in business. It's quite, um, it's quite common and people talk about it a lot. It means that you think that you need another thing for your business to be um, successful, or maybe you need another training and you keep on investing and investing and always think that you need more. When really it's more about being confident that you already have a lot of, um, of, of what you need within so you sort of it's almost like when you eat to fill a gap within you that is not hunger uh, shiny object syndrome is the same uh, the other villains that my main client has is um, comparing themselves to others and always ending up um, feeling like a failure rabbit holes so following someone else's formula and then realizing it wasn't for them self-doubt is also a big one um, you know, I'm not an expert. Someone knows better than me. Uh, if I do what the other person says, then I should be successful, but then they're not. And then they beat themselves up instead of questioning whether they made um, a good choice to start with. So the, the problem should be the root cause of, of what they're facing. Um, so um, for a financial advisor, it could be that they have high taxes and they need to work on a way to reduce um, the amount of tax that they pay legally, obviously. OK. Um, apparently, from what Donald tells us, the villain can cause three levels of conflicts. OK, so you've got to identify one of them that fits with your brand external. Uh, it could be time, for example. Time is external. Internal. So there's maybe a backstory. Uh, the lack of confidence could come from their ability, uh, their lack of ability, sorry, to um, finish a project. They can start, but then they lose speed. Uh, they lose motivation and they, and, they, and they don't finish the project. So maybe you're coming as a guide to, you know, your tagline could be, um, never an unfinished project again, or something like that. I'm just, I'm just being silly here because it's, it's really not the right words, but you get the idea. Or it could be philosophical. Why does it matter? Okay. So that's, that brings, especially the last one, a deep sense of meaning for your clients. Okay. When they can resolve one of them, there is a sense of relief. Okay. So the book will help you to brainstorm your three problems. Right, so now we know that the third element is that your client meets a guide and you're supposed to be the guide, okay? So you wanna think of the guide as Yoda. Your client needs a Yoda, a mentor. And you need to remember that you are never the hero. So um, keep your, your, your place exactly where you're supposed to. But what the guy does is that he's been there and he's done that. So usually you would have experienced what your ideal client has, is experiencing now and you're further down the line. Now, what's really important to remember here, and it's not talked about in the book, but I, I can't miss this opportunity to clarify this, is that you only need to be a few steps ahead of your client. You don't need to have resolved everything and to be completely sorted and to be at your your ideal destination yourself before you can help someone else, okay? Just remember that um, the guide is not the hero, and that's one of the biggest mistakes that people make. And the guide needs to have two things, empathy 
they understand the pain of the hero and authority. They've been there, they've, they've resolved their own conflict, maybe with the help of another guide, another mentor, and now they're ready to help you or they're ready to help the client. Okay, so the two things that really are important for you is to make sure that from the start, you help your ideal client trust you. And you do that through testimonials, statistics, awards, whatever you want, and that that you um, you have their respect. So that's that's the third element. Now, the hang on a minute. We have one the character then um, they, they have a problem, they need a guide. Okay, so number four is you give them a plan. Right, so the risk of failure is something real that might actually stop people from even getting started on what they want to do. Um, so what we hear is to show them that we have a formula, a process or a plan that can help them be successful, if that makes any sense. So it needs to clarify what needs to be done and it needs to remove the sense of risk. So to clarify, you can have two types of plans. There's a process plan. And let's say your client was here to purchase a car. In the process plan, you would have them test drive the car, pay for the car, but you might also help them with the registration, the insurance, and then they get to drive it if they have a driver's license. Obviously you would check from the start that they have a driver's license and that's part of the process plan. Um, then there's an agreement plan, which is slightly different. So you've got to choose which one that you're going to put in, in, in place. And the agreement plan is more to alleviate the fear of doing business with you. So it's promises that you make with your customer. It can increase the perceived value of your service. It can help clarify that you have the same values. So for me, for example, I, I think I offer a no-nonsense approach to intuition. And that's why I always say that um, you don't have to meditate for hours, uh, wear crystals, or give up coffee or wine. And the reason is because the fears that my clients have is that they think they they fear that people think will think they're crazy or weird. Uh, they don't want to give up coffee or wine. They don't want to have to wear crystals. They don't want to have to meditate for hours. They don't want to have to lose their business acumen. They don't want to have to choose between their logic and 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 the magic, as I said. And both of them can actually be combined into what I call intuitive intelligence. And they don't want to be someone different, right? Well, I appease all those fears. My process, uh, my, um, just to go back, my agreement plan is that they can be themselves and that turning into their intuition will only enhance what they already have. It's not gonna change anything. So the next step is to sell that, to ask them for a call to action. And, and he goes back to the typical story of your hero. Heroes rarely take action without actually having something happen to them that forced them into action. And this is a mistake I made at the start of my business. There would never be a call to action on my posts, my social media posts, not even on my website. And I imagine that people would magically start buying from me, even if um, I didn't have a buy button. Now, this is something that surprised me recently. I discovered a, a new coach that I resonated with a lot. 
And when I went on her website, there wasn't a single buy button on her website. And I was like, wow, this is really, really weird. But I suppose <laughs> 10 years ago, you would have found the same thing on my website because I was so um, self-conscious about selling or calling to action. Now, there's two calls to action. One is direct, which is literally buy now, schedule an appointment, call today. And one is transitional. And that's what people normally call a freebie or an opt-in. So it can be a webinar, a PDF, uh, all that sort of thing. And what I have learned in business is that if I ask again and again and again, in the end, people buy. So I used to think that if I posted a, um, a post on my, let's say my page or in a group once and people didn't buy, that was it, that they weren't interested. But it's clearly not true. I've learned since that people need at least seven points of references before they will start to buy from you. And it's now because of social media increased to, I think, 30 odd times. So you need to be willing to repeat yourself again and again and again. Because also people are so distracted and so busy that they will say, oh, that sounds interesting. And then they'll forget about you unless you post again and again and again. If that makes any sense. Uh, any sense. Um, so this plan, this call to action is going to help your clients avoid failure. Okay. So there's only two types of motivation. People either want to escape something bad or they want to experience something good. So let's take the example of weight loss. Um, people would be motivated. To, I mean, everybody, well, a lot of people, I'm sorry, I'm not going to say everybody because that's, that's not true. A lot of people want to lose weight, but until they have that motivation, that ultimate motivation, um, they don't usually do much about it. So escaping something bad, maybe they have a health scare. Uh, or experiencing something good, maybe they're going to a wedding and they want to look their best. This is going to be the motivation. So in short, you want to define what are the stakes for your clients, okay? Because apparently people are more motivated by a negative outcome, avoiding a negative outcome, than gaining a positive one. There's been some studies that have showed that people hate losing 100 pounds more than they like winning the same amount of money. So you want to identify the threat and, and make sure that they understand. So this is where I found the book really interesting because he said that there's a certain amount of, of fear that you need to put in your message, but it's like salt. It just needs a pinch of it. So... Uh, because if you put too much, then you people turn off. But if you don't put any, then people won't see why they have to react. Okay. So for me, I help people avoid investing in things that they don't need um, or going down a route of maybe promoting a, a, a product and then finding out nobody wants it. Um, or uh, they want to avoid... Um, engaging in practices that are going to be actually bad for their business or avoiding the hustle. They don't want to work too hard for what, for their success. Although they might have some mindset issues around that. So it's kind of really interesting. 
And also they definitely don't want to create someone else's version of success. They have certain criteria that are unique to them and they haven't found yet someone that can offer them something that meets their, their needs exactly. So I'm a little bit like um, in, in a world where there's lots of, you know, fast fashion, where you just go to a shop and buy a t-shirt and that's it, you've got your business. I'm more the kind of tailored kind of thing that will fit you perfectly. Um, but that might take a little bit more time, and a little bit more investment, if that makes any sense. Right. So that was about avoiding a negative um, uh, outcome. And now we want to also spell out what kind of success right? And for me, because I'm applying this whole book um, process to my business to illustrate for you what you can do, uh, for me, it's success on your terms, okay? And for me, that's super, super um, motivating because that's exactly what I've created and that's exactly what I wish someone had helped me create, okay? So that's, uh, that's about the, the main framework of what he talks about in his, in his book. Um, there's still a bit more, there's a third section that's more about how to apply this practically to your website. But there's a last piece before we get there that is really important is that you become clear on the transformation that your client is going to experience from the start before they work with you until after they work with you. So what is it um, that they're going, they want their friends to talk about them? Is it that they're competent, generous, disciplined, organized, fit, solvent, confident, or successful? And for me, in my business, I want my clients to feel successful. That's what they want, ultimately. They want their people to look upon them and think, yeah, she's, she's successful on her terms. The on her terms or his terms don't necessarily come into the equation, but um, but that's definitely a big piece of it. So as I said, the last part of the book is going to show you how to create your homepage on your website to make sure that people um, uh, people sign up for your stuff, whether it's free stuff or whether it's an offer. And I want actually to direct you to go and have a look at my page, my homepage on www.theintuitiverevolution.co.uk because I've actually made a couple of changes to my homepage because of reading this book and I hope that you'll enjoy them. But I also want to say this is something that I helped my clients on a regular basis, the whole uh, messaging piece and the whole niching piece with intuition. And I want to say how important this is because I have tried to niche and message for probably two to three years using my logical mind, but it's only when I used my intuition and when I tuned in to my ideal client and into my business that I actually hit the right mark. And that was about, I would say, seven to eight months ago, and it's made such a difference in my business. And now laser clear. That doesn't mean that my business is not going to evolve um, because businesses do. But at this point in time, I am enjoying the clarity of knowing exactly who my client is, what their hero's journey is, all the elements that we've discussed today in this podcast. So if that's something that might appeal to you, go and check my homepage anyway. In there, there will be a button 
buy now to purchase one session with me. Uh, it's an amazing investment because I can tune into the energy of your business and tell you exactly all the information that we've been discussing today through this book review. So I hope you will um, head over to my website. Uh, the link will also be in the show notes inside the app itself. I don't do separate show notes, but if you wanted to have a look at all the different things that I've discussed on the podcast, all the different episodes, I do have a page for the podcast, which is the intuitiverevolution.co.uk forward slash podcast. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you again next week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Business Intuition Podcast. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe, give us a rating, and if you haven't done it yet, write a review so that more listeners can enjoy this podcast. Don't forget to join my free group on Facebook, Business Intuition for Female Entrepreneurs. And go on to my website to download my free workbook, on the four steps to trust your intuition in business. My website is theintuitionrevolution.co.uk.